What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonderkid, episode 38. Here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's uh, African Nations Cup weekend starting for a month long of fun. We're in a World Cup year. There's mm-hmm. so much to talk about. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm just ready to get to it, man. How are you doing? Wait, wait. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. And it's a World Cup year. And... This month is the month the transfers have yeah. just started. And I want to start by saying I'm really glad to see mm-hmm. that Newcastle are going bold by getting Trippier, which in my opinion, he's an England national team caliber player. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So this is Newcastle saying we are bringing in quality. And if they get Sven Botman, that I've been seeing the news, yep. <laughs> Newcastle... I like it. I like it how it's going. What, what yeah. do you think? No, I mean, I think you and I talked about spending the money wisely, right? It's it's not the same mm-hmm. as um, back in the day when uh, Abramovich uh, took over Chelsea and there was no financial fair play and all that fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. This is a different style of transfer, um, you know, bedlam. Uh, so uh, Trippier mm-hmm. is, it, it's, the, it's the best first move that I can think of for them because mm-hmm. it makes sense. He's leaving Atletico after winning La Liga. They're kind of in the mud right now, uh, but he leaves them at a good time. He's 31. Uh, yes. He's like tireless. He's a perfect kind of fit that mold, fit that Newcastle character type of feel. Mm-hmm. Joins for a, a solid fee. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is what his first game out, they lose. <laughs> oh. I, I watched that game. I watched I that game. And they were dominating before they even yeah. suffered that goal. And after they did, I was expecting now they're going to score at least a goal. And what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the owners see that match and they're like thinking, we need players. <laughs> we need players. Yeah, I, I know. And you look at transfer market and you see, oh. you see that like Newcastle's uh, total package is like 200 million euros or something like that. And Cambridge United, like 2 million, right? I mean, <laughs> it's such, such a massive difference. And I don't mean to pour, like this doesn't mean that Kieran Trippier is not the no, right no, move. No. He totally is. This is mm-hmm. for the long run. But, like, come on, you expect him to get that first game under his belt, that first win <laughs> under his belt against a team three divisions or two divisions below you, um, and it doesn't work out. But I think it is absolutely the first right move for Newcastle. Um, I think Lille is going to play massive hardball uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to Sven Botman because there are a couple other teams uh, that are after him that will drive his price up. But Newcastle should stay in the hunt. But, yeah, great first move. Um, and and I got to tell you, uh, from early days of playing championship manager, which turned into football manager, Cambridge yes. United was like my first team, my first team that I ever took lower league up uh, to the Premier League. Um, and there probably was a little bit of cheating somewhere in there. There's no way I, I did that without cheating uh, back in the day. But it, it was uh, great to see a team that uh, has n- nostalgia um, make Kieran Trippier's first, first days in Newcastle a tough day. <laughs> And Fabrizio Romano, I, I I did see that he revealed that Newcastle wants to get four to five signings. Okay, yeah. so I do think the two hundred million is going to be the budget completely yeah. for that Newcastle uh, transfers in January. But uh, why now them too? Yeah. I think if Newcastle managed to get Trippier, Sven Botman, why now them, yeah. and an offensive world class player, that's an amazing window for Newcastle. Okay, so. 
I'm excited. I do think they're going to avoid relegation because I'm hyped for this for this mysterious player that's going to come at the Ford. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, really, really good. Really yeah. Well, good. the funny thing is, is like as much as I do want to see uh, Genie back in a in a Newcastle mm. shirt, um, I did I did also hear, or at least it's making the rounds over here that that Aston Villa. <laughs> Uh, is likely also in the running for Wijnaldum on loan because apparently Steven Gerrard wants to just, I don't know, sign every former Liverpool player there there was. You know, you've got Danny Ings already on the books. You yes. just pipped Newcastle for who? Coutinho. Yeah. What a signing. Yes. And like yeah. he's getting 60% of his salary at yeah. Barcelona. And it makes total sense. Okay. It was yeah. a good gesture and the right gesture. Okay. Mm-hmm. To have with Barcelona, Coutinho. He deserves respect for that. But a uh, good move. I like it. Okay. Because I felt that uh, Buendia yep. wasn't really working. Uh, to replace Jack Grealish and Coutinho, man. I'm going to say it. Philippe Coutinho at Aston Villa is yeah. going to be better than Grealish at Man City this season. Oh. I believe it, okay? And Aston Villa are going to look so good when they do this deal because Stevie G is pulling the strings. This yeah. is the pull power of Stevie G. It is. Okay? Yeah. I saw Ollie not signing loads of players. Lampard had pull power too with Havertz. Yep. It, was, it was told. And now Stevie G with Coutinho. It's wonderful to see. And Aston Villa, really good job. And I'm hyped. Do I think they'll end up ahead of Wolves? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not with Jose Stangle. Uh, although, obviously, Villa, Villa has uh, Emiliano Martinez. But I, I, I mean, it, it comes down to this, right? It, it depends mm-hmm. on what Coutinho you're getting, right? Yes. Coutinho has done nothing. No, in fact, okay, you ready for this? The most significant thing that Coutinho has done over the last several years is go on loan to Bayern and kick the crap out of Barcelona. In that was stuff, true. Right? That was true. Uh, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> while, <laughs> while Gerard has uh, definitely been able to go in there, uh, sign someone that otherwise Villa probably wasn't going to be signing, uh, it all comes down to whether or not they get even a shade, a shade of mm-hmm. Liverpool Coutinho, right? Yes. If they get a shade of Liverpool Coutinho, he's going to help. But I, I do... I almost feel bad for the, the Buendia, the Baileys of the world. Like these were, these were big money signings using Grealish money. Right. And mm-hmm. um, they, they just haven't panned out whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, a, a, a transition year, but I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this mm-hmm. Grealish. We're obviously not there yet calling him a mm-hmm. flop in any way, shape or form. He needs transition. It's, it's not easy to play pep ball. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not there yet. But I also don't like, you know, them saying, I saw this a lot on Twitter, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I sort of got where you were going. Um, Basically saying that, hey, look at this. We we got 100 million pounds plus for Jack Grealish, and then we replaced him with an even better player. I don't don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Aston Villa, Jack Grealish? No. Okay, that's that's, that, that I agree with. But Jack Grealish at Man City? Yeah, that, it's 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 different. It, the conversation is different. And I'll be honest with you, I really, really believe in Coutinho, man. And this is funny for me because if you had told someone before he had gone to Barcelona, mm-hmm. okay, that he would go four years time after to Aston Villa, a <laughs> Liverpool fan would say you're absolute lunatic. Yeah, a lunatic. 
that yeah. Coutinho would join Aston Villa. So I think Aston Villa are the big achievers, okay? Getting Coutinho. Yeah. And I, I there's a quote here. You get you you do you do one step back to go two steps forward. Okay. I think that's the case with Coutinho, okay? Because Coutinho, personally, if I was Coutinho's agent, let's say, I would try him to put in Serie A. Because I'd see Coutinho, one, because he's been at Inter. Why yeah. not back to Inter? Continue back at Inter or AC Milan. Juventus, I wouldn't say. But one of the Milan teams, I think they'd love Coutinho, okay? So, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I like the deal. Aston Villa are looking really good. And yeah. yeah well, the, well, the big difference there that they don't have, that neither the Milan teams have, is yeah, mm -hmm. Stevie Gerrard calling him three, four times, saying, no, man, come <laughs> here, come here. So, uh, you know, if, if you got Gerrard calling you, it, it, and you can make a case. And I don't know, this is an adventure that's either going to bust or um, – I don't know what, what's the opposite of bust. Boom. Boom or bust, right? And and I think <laughs> you're on the side of it booming, and I'm going to play negative Nancy here and say, I'm pretty sure this Coutinho thing is going to be a bust. Oh, my days. What, what, why? What, why do you think it's going to go wrong at Aston Villa? You think Stevie G isn't going to get good? I think it's going to go really, really well. Mm. So okay. I, I, I think it's going to go well because of the chemistry, because mm -hmm. Coutinho. This is like, if Coutinho doesn't work out at Aston Villa, yeah. where will it will? Yeah, I know. You know, that's the type of question that I think Coutinho doesn't want to happen. He's mm -hmm. a family guy. I think he can stick to a routine. Yeah. I'm confident, man. I'm All confident. Right. Well, yeah, I may be wanna... living in Birmingham, <laughs> a Brazilian. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it might work out. And Douglas Luiz, too, is there. Probably, okay. Probably... Brazilian national team player. So Douglas Luiz is going to help Coutinho. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like yeah. it. All right. All right. Well, we want we want our, you know, our <laughs> listeners to tell us, what do you think? Is this going to be, mm -hmm. is Coutinho to Villa going to be a boom or a bust? Tell <laughs> us what you think in the comments. But, uh, okay, so we're talking boom and bust. And yeah. when I think of opposites, I have to think about what's happening at Man United now. Because mm -hmm. I see two leaders with two opposite opinions, honestly. Right. Because... Ronaldo comes to Man United, and mm -hmm. everybody knew I was mentioning him as one of the leaders. Sure. And the second man, for me, he ain't a leader. But I got to say he's the leader because he's the captain. And it's Harry Maguire, okay? And I'll be honest, Maguire out, Ronaldo in, because I'm seeing loads of reports that it's, it's a bad environment at Man United. And honestly, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked because Ralph Ragnick is finally bringing... Not a winning culture, a working culture, a working culture. So this is what, who likes to work? Is it Maguire or Christian Ronaldo? Honestly, ask yourselves, who wants to work? Yeah, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on this because I, I, think, I think we're price tag aside for Harry Maguire. I, I, oh. think, I think you're discounting. I think you're discounting what Harry Maguire has done over the years to, to put himself in a better place and the leadership positions he took at a place like this, right? Ollie. At, at you, you're looking at my badge? You're looking at yeah. what I'm wearing right now, whole city? I mean, you know, Harry <laughs> Maguire has done a, a lot, and I think English fans would push back on him not taking a leadership position with England. Um, you know, he's not – He's is he, is he the best, most expensive defender in the world? No, he's not. He's absolutely not. But I, but I, but I do believe – I do believe Maguire will be there – I. <laughs> This Maguire is going to be completely England. counter to you. I believe Maguire is going to be there longer than Ronaldo is going to be there. Ah, uh, uh, well, I, I think Ronaldo is going to stay at Man United two seasons. 
That is possible. But yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna counter your your argument, and I'm gonna say for sure, my uh, Maguire is not gonna be a Man United legend. Okay, hmm. for sure, with this kind of attitude, with it, if you're the captain of a team sinking, which gets Varane, Sancho, and Ronald, and you're seventh, or they're seventh, right? That is shambolic, yeah. shambolic. And for me, I think that's enough to say I see Maguire going. I see, like, Phil Jones, I like him. I Honestly, I feel feel sorry for Phil Jones because he is a, a good person, a good man, and he represents the club extremely well, even yep. giving guidance to the youth. Yep. And he's a player that, for me, is overhated. And yep. Maguire, for me, is the one that should get it because he's the player <laughs> with the achievements, the player with the expectations. Uh, and it's important to say, too, Maguire England ain't the same to United Maguire. I got to say it. It's two different people. Two yeah. different people. Well, there's definitely a difference there. There's definitely a difference there. I, I do feel, yeah, you bring up a good, Phil Jones, poor guy has been dragged through the mud for the last two mm-hmm. years. Uh, some of it rightfully so, but man, he, he spent, he spent his, he spent his winters in Siberia for the last two years and uh, <laughs> to see how, see how emotional he got uh, with yeah. them clapping him off the field. Uh, that, that made, frankly, it made me emotional because it was yeah. really, really cool to see a guy like that. And you just, I don't know. Did he deserve two years like in the mud like this? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. But yes, when it comes down to Maguire, when it comes down to Ronaldo, if you actually mm-hmm. boil it down, I think both of them want the same thing. I really do. I, I think they both, uh, they might say it differently and there might be a mm-hmm. little bit of a, um, a, a culture clash here with this, mm-hmm. but, but Maguire just wants people to buckle. They, he wants, he knows that there are unhappy people at the club. Rangnick's mm-hmm. actually said it as well. He might even be one of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, it's it's all about turning this ship around for United. Um, you ain't winning the league this year, so now it's all about getting those European spots and doing exactly. as well as we can in Europe. Um, so if him and Ronaldo can come to an understanding, I don't think either of them have to exit anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt that Deadwood needs to leave United. And new mm-hmm. – I don't want to call it new wood. That sounds weird. <laughs> Uh, new blood needs to come in. That's for sure. Um, exactly. So. Exactly. And this too is something that the Man United locker room should know. And I, 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 this is what needs to happen for Man United to really succeed. And it's no player is bigger than the manager. Okay. That's why I really dislike Harry Maguire because I honestly think he has the attitude that he's that he thinks he's ahead. Of Ralph, Ralph Ragnick in this case, okay? I just, it's a feel, a tingling feeling. And Ronaldo, I, I, Ronaldo has worked with, look, look at the managers that Ronaldo has worked with, Sedans, with Ancelotti's, with Sir Alex Ferguson, okay? Sure. Who has Maguire worked with? Mm. Oli, like Oli, this is, so I think the stamp, the winning stamp, it's, it's, it ain't it, okay? Oh, worked, it ain't it. Maguire worked pretty well with Ranieri. <laughs> You know, I mean, it did happen to win a Premier League against <laughs> against all odds. They did happen to win a Premier League. So, I, I you know, you're making me a, a Harry Maguire stand right now. Um, <laughs> oh, my days. Because this for me is I, – and I, another thing, Varane too. I don't – I think Varane would be better even with Bailey. If Bailey is without injuries, without injuries, Bailey would be yeah. – I put ahead too. I mean, so your lips, your lips to God's ears, man. I mean, Eric Bailey, <laughs> if if you can keep him healthy, I, I you've you've like I uncovered the uh, I don't know the the serum for for whatever. But Eric Bailey being healthy is like an oxymoron, and I I, I wish it wasn't, but kind of seems there like you go. it. 
But anyway, if we're talking about seventh place teams, I got to bring this up to you, you know, Mm. Uh, AS Roman. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your transfer policy. I'm not exactly sure what the hell's going (laughs) on here. Um, I, this is nothing to do or nothing against Ainsley Maitland Niles. It's Mm -hmm. nothing to do with transfer targets like Sergio Oliveira, but what, what is the ambition here at Roma? What's Mm -hmm. happening? Why, why is Jose Mourinho the first ones he's looking at when they very clearly, very clearly need improvements mm-hmm. all across the board, right? Mm-hmm. What, what is in Mourinho's head? Okay, they're seventh place. They're 16 points off of Milan. They just got spanked by AC Milan, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they lost again. Um, uh, they've lost like two out of their last three. Okay, it's not that bad, but it's pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. They're in the conference league, right? They're not in the Europa um mm-hmm. what, what, conference too, yeah they what, might win it what is your yeah they might that, that might be like their only salvation this year but like what is going on there and why does it feel like Mourinho's ambition is flagging am i wrong well in that? For, well uh, at the start like I, I i feel like Mourinho is gonna have another year at Roma, and thank god he is okay because yeah. I think a lot of things with Roma is just he needs to put his pillars okay he did lock up huge striker and tammy abraham he did. He did. He was. He was hot at the start, and then he yeah. kind of stalled. Yeah. You know. So I think exactly. I think he needs to just affinar, like get sharp enough all the tools on the team because Roma yeah. hasn't been really well organized team in my opinion in in, in general. And getting Maitland Niles. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I I see that you're not a big fan of that move, but I am because no. I think Maitland Niles. Since the problem he had with the with his mom, with Arsenal, that financial problems, he mm-hmm. didn't feel like the club was helping him, yeah. all that chit chat. Mm-hmm. Since then, Maitland Niles, yeah. Maitland Niles at, at Roma. If if we get Maitland Niles with confidence, mm-hmm. he might be going to the national team. Maybe okay. This is how good yeah. I really think at left back is a possibility. Surely, so. Uh, I li- I like it. He's young. It can happen. And just he's next to Tommy Abraham. It can work out. But yeah. says you all leave him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I want to <laughs> talk about that deal because it all depends for me about the money involved. Okay. If if sure. Roma is paying 25 to 20 million for Sergio Oliveira, they're getting scammed by Porto. Okay? okay. They're not getting scammed, but they're not getting the they're getting they're not getting what the money's worth, in my opinion. If they manage to get 10 to 15 million price range, mm-hmm. that ain't bad for him. Sergio Oliveira is a very good role player, but come on, he isn't a player to win the Serie A that I think is where you want to go. Yes. Uh, where you want to get to. He yeah. ain't like Tonali at AC Milan, but Sergio Oliveira is the type of player that is an ex- excellent role player and that can stay at Roma for five years. Yeah. Sergio Oliveira was crucial for Porto to beat Juventus mm-hmm. in the Champions League with Sergio Conceição. Yeah. So I, he's a very good direct passer, okay? He may not be the fastest player, but he's got really good awareness, positioning. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's got the Sergio Conceição aggressiveness, okay? That DNA he implants into every player. Yep. And for all those reasons, I think he's a good player for Serie A. Yeah. But he isn't to win Serie A, but he's yeah. a good player to be involved in. So. Yeah, so I mean, basically what you've laid out, and again, I don't mm-hmm. have anything against Maitland Niles. I think he's a fine player. I think, you know me, I, I value versatility really highly when it comes to things, and Maitland Niles is like right there. Um, and mm-hmm. and Oliveira, you know more about him, and it is, it is good to see that he's good enough to be a role player there. Mm-hmm. But like, 
that just tells you all you need to know in terms of yeah. right now in Roma's transfer policy. It just doesn't feel ambitious enough. In, in, get, you don't need you. to spend 80 million euros to, to be ambitious per se, but you, mm-hmm. you're Roma. You, you know, I you're agree. Roma. You're, you're the former. You're, you're, yeah, you, you've had studs there for years and years and years, some of which have been built up from Syria um, mm-hmm. or from your own academy. And uh, now we're we're bringing in English transplants and uh, and some Portuguese players. And it is funny to me. I mean, just to throw aside how how quickly Rui Patricio was <laughs> replaced at Wolves, right? With a with a better Portuguese goalkeeper. Uh, it seems. Zessa, yeah, I agree. No, I agree. No, in in the Premier League, Zessa is being much yeah. better. But let's see in the national team. I I like that talk. Yeah. So. I wanted to I w- uh, speaking about Porto, Sergio Oliveira. I have yeah. to talk about Luis Dias fast, okay? Do it because amazing comeback yesterday against yeah. Trill, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> Luis Dias went bold for sure. Yes, but um, I think that match was Luis Dias saying to the world, "I'm going to leave this January." <laughs> I, I, I was talking to, uh, to, uh, to my girlfriend watching the match, and I was saying to myself, "No, yeah. this it's it's happening now." Now, Luis Diaz is for sure going to leave Porto, okay? And I see the chit-chat of Liverpool getting him. With Sadio Mane and Salah going to the African Nations Cup. Yep. If they get Luis Diaz, yeah. amazing deal by Klopp. Yeah. He works out so well, okay? And he will be bought for 60, 70 million. People will be saying he's more than 100 afterwards, okay? <laughs> That's how good I really think he'll look with Klopp. So... Yeah. It's a very, very nice deal. If, if it happens, if it happens. So. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it it just feels like something that would be tough to get done in January, but you never mm-hmm. know. Oh, um, Van Dijk? But, but yeah, they, that's true. They that's pay. True. Liverpool yeah. pay. If Liverpool pay to fix and win a title. Yeah. If, if, they were, if they think they, mani- they can manage to win the title by getting mm-hmm. that signing, Liverpool pulls the trigger. Yeah. I, I think they will. Well, I think they will. You don't think uh, you don't think Luis Diaz and uh, and Porto getting th- uh, three points of room at the top of uh, Liga B win uh, will keep mm-hmm. Diaz in the seat? No, no, no. Okay. I think okay. I think. Okay. Por- oh, sorry. <laughs> no, the, the pool the pool of the Premier League, I'm sure, um, or even Serie A, if somebody else comes in, um, would would definitely have Luis Diaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, moving on. But uh, it is interesting to see that. Yeah. Porto and Sporting were were moving in lockstep right at the top of the uh, at the top of the league, and that Sporting, uh, I don't know. I like this Lincoln kid from Santa Clara. <laughs> I know, I know he's, I know he's not really a wonder kid. He's like 22, 23, but I do remember mm-hmm. his name being thrown about back when he was in Brazil, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that was kind of a shocking loss. Uh, what mm-hmm. happened, man? Ruben Amarim. Uh, there's a. It wasn't in the armor. sidelines. No, he wasn't in the sidelines, and yeah, uh, he does oh, suffer really? this. He wasn't in the sidelines. I no, did not no, know no. that. Wow. And, uh, but uh, but it was a tough loss for sure. It was a tough loss. And the league is open. And uh, then we have Porto. Uh, we'll get in more in the Wonder Kids yeah, news. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Porto yeah. doing what he did, what they did, that was fantastic. But yeah. going on to the news, I have to mention what happened yesterday too in the Real Madrid game. Because yes. you're a big, big Benzema fan. I am. And I got to say, Benzema is the fourth player in history yep. of Real Madrid to score 300 goals. We have Ronaldo, Raul, Di Stefan, and now Benzema. What a what a uh, legend, legend, Galactico. Yeah, what, what a Galactico. Yeah, what legendary company for sure. And I, now I, 301. 
He even mm-hmm. got two in that match. So, yeah, yeah. He, said, he said 300, I'm done with you, 301. And we also have to throw <laughs> something else out there. I mean, his the holdup play and, and everything that he, I agree. he probably isn't given enough credit for. I mean, he also has registered 152 assists over that time period. You know, like he's he's pretty damn well-rounded when it comes to mm-hmm. things. And, and you know, the fact that he was able to shift from playing maybe more of a supporting role uh when ronaldo mm-hmm. was there to being the the head of the head of the show one mm-hmm. and two also a big focal point um and a big reason why vinicius is doing what he's doing um yep. benzema really is i mean he's got to be in talk for best player in form in the world right now he no doubt got to be in that no talk. Doubt. uh we got to also remember he's got four champions league titles over that time period three la liga titles uh two copa del rey's you know he he wasn't that good against Valencia. If you watch that game at all, he really wasn't that good. And yet he still had two goals in the fist, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. like... Watching the game, like Vinicius Jr. touched the ball, like something was going to happen. But I did watch another game too that was Granada-Barcelona, uh-huh. which disappointing at the uh, end for he... Barcelona fans suffering <laughs> that goal. Yeah. But I got to mention Danny Alves becoming the oldest player to play in La Liga. And what an assist he had, okay, in that yep. match. And I love to see it because uh, we're going to have... Danny House has finally been registered and Ferran Torres will be registered now. So, Barcelona, things are starting to come, okay, Bretton? Things are yeah. starting to come. But trust the process. <laughs> trust the process with Matteo Ale- uh, Alemoni and Laporta. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. these two... These two, they can make it happen. I got to trust it. I got to trust well, it. <laughs> it is funny to me that once again, Laporta's mouth gets him into, you know, hot water by saying like, <laughs> we're going to be the boldest. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, and then it's like, oh, wait, we can't even register for Ron Torres on time. You'll you know, see. it's like, you'll see, you know, and I, I get it, but, but duh, like we all knew that there had to be exit <laughs> before there were entries right here. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me like Coutinho, which hadn't even gotten over the, the, deal yet right hadn't even been <laughs> done yet and he's all talking about how they're going to you know resurrect themselves and whatever so yeah i i'm gonna play a little more realist on this side of things i think it's gonna be more of like a two three four year project mm. um but hey i'm i'm here i'm here to eat that eat that whatever mug, but it's how immediate it, it's being like it's it's, Ferranto, it's he ain't even registered and they already signed it it's like they are getting the problem fixed and then fixing the other problem. I think Barcelona is thinking that way. They're yeah. like, okay, let us know how we can get immediate success winning titles. This is what Laporta, Laporta must be thinking. I want to win titles right now. What do I need for it to happen? He's going to get it. Yeah, I mean, but it. the other thing you have to throw out there with, with Barcelona is at some point as the year progresses, okay, mm-hmm. uh, you still got Europa League. You've still got, obviously, La Liga, Copa del Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to, like, these young kids will... And the we'll, best will start to falter some as we mm-hmm. as we saw when Pedri's energy levels were getting pretty damn low last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know these kids, they're gonna be you're gonna be running them all into the ground. Um, and the only reason they even tied Granada was because Luke mm-hmm. de Young, um, you know, almost scored a worldie <laughs> and actually you know did put one in the back of the net. So I'm I'm with you. I'm excited for the project and all, but I, I just Laporta needs to shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and they just need to get to doing whatever financial, um, mm-hmm. uh, mechanisms need to be put in place to make sure that this, 
you know, crazy spending period doesn't come back and that this club gets back to being Meshkin. What is it? Meshkin club? Meshkin club. Sorry, my my Catalan is uh, (laughs) terrible. I apologize. Do you know why I'm so hyped too? uh, And why I do think the success of Barcelona is going to be more immediate than uh, if it wasn't. Ah, I just got to say, I think the fact that they have so many Spanish players Okay, it's a big reason for why I think they're going to have a big success. They have Fati now, they have Gavi, Pedri, and even getting the Frankfurt wonder kid, Fabio Blanco. Yeah. Okay, that maybe in two, three years' time, we're saying, How did they get him? Yeah. How did they get him? So uh, I'm liking the management, and I do think they're thinking for the future, not uh, just of Barcelona, but the future of Spain. I hope so. You're right. I, I I like it. I like it. I like I like what's happening. I yeah, like what's happening. And, and you know, I think we've already spent a lot on transfers, but I just gotta throw out there again. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, it's not as big of a club, but Everton has always been near and dear to my heart. Ever since Landon Donovan went over there, ever since Tim mm-hmm. Howard became a U.S. men's national team legend while wearing the Everton shirt, uh, mm-hmm. it's always been kind of near and dear to my heart. And uh, it's just it's tough to see. You know, they brought in two new players and two new players mm-hmm. that if people believed in Rafa Benitez, right, mm-hmm. they'd be more excited about these two players because I don't think these are Rafa Benitez um, players. <laughs> uh, but they brought in Nathan Patterson from Rangers, who was Very stuck good. behind James uh, Tavernier. I don't know how to say his last name. Tavernier's, mm-hmm. um, you know, at right back at Rangers. And, you know, uh, he's he's already played for the Scottish national team. He's already got a Euro um a, a Euro cap. Um, mm-hmm. Hell, he even scored a goal for them. You know, he's, he's uh, b- for all intents and purposes, a, a very good addition to the Everton future. And then on the left mm-hmm. side, they brought in a Ukrainian, uh, Mikolenko, Vitaly Mikolenko, who actually is one we've been watching for years and we've been liking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this seems almost like the perfect club to, for him to go to next, but there's going to be a transition period. Long story short, I just feel bad for the Everton community because they honestly feel like that that club is in shambles. I mean, when you're basically excited that Demarai Gray is your player of the match week in, week out, you already know that, you know, things aren't up to snuff at Everton, right? Nothing against Demarai Gray, but nobody necessarily thought that this kid for one and a half million pounds was going to be like their signing of the season. Um, So I really hope like Marcel Browns is gone. Uh, they they got to get, I guess, Lucas Dina needs to find a new home. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Rafa needs to go. I mean, what do you think? I, I just. I agree. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And two really good signings. And, and Everton have been have been doing really good signings lately, man. It, that's a, it's a common pattern. And I agree. It's, I don't think it's Rafa Benitez doing them. So, guys, if there's anything in the transfer news that we haven't mentioned, please put that in the comment section below. And let's get to a Wonder Kids news, man. And I'm going to start, but Vinicius Jr. has to be a starter, in my my opinion, in in the Wonder Kids news. And by getting a brace? So, Vinicius Jr. yesterday had a brace for Real Madrid against Valencia. And Mm -hmm. he he wasn't scoring the best. It wasn't the best goals, but Mm -hmm. it was showed that he was at the right time in the right place. Finishing goals, okay? Goals that I wouldn't have seen Vinicius Jr. last season scoring, okay? So Vinicius Jr. is one of the best dribblers in the world right now, one of the best left-wingers in the world right now, and right now, one of the best players in the world right now in form. So (laughs) 
Get excited for the future, man. And I am hyped about it. I'm hyped about it. Vinicius Jr., man. I'm, I I'm with say. you. It's been a long... You and I have been talking about him for years. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, Remember when he left Flamengo. Remember. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah. oh, it's just... It's great to see. And, and um, I don't know what Carlo Ancelotti's feeding him. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what's going on there um, or what Kareem Benzema is feeding him. <laughs> but uh, Vinicius is, uh, is, has, has come of age. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I'm here for it. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. Um, and, you know, uh, you and I were kind of going back and forth. And I know on Twitter, uh, we mm-hmm. run the FB Wonder Kids uh, Twitter handle for people that don't necessarily know. But mm-hmm. uh, we posted something that the CIES, the Centre International Etude du Sport, that's my French. <laughs> um, it's their football observatory, um, looks at estimated transfer values. And, mm-hmm. you know, their top 10, number one is. Vinicius at 166 mm-hmm. million euros. Um, and he added, yeah, the two more goals. I think he's up to what, 14 total goals this year, nine assists. He's doing it mm-hmm. on the assist end too. Um, but so is yeah. he number three right now, Vinicius? Do you put Holland, Mbappé, Vinicius or Mbappé, Holland, Vinicius? Well, when it comes down to this particular stuff, are you talking about like just ranking them? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'd be full. In four. <laughs> Inform. I mean, you do have to think about this. How much? How much is Vinicius's? That's hard to say. Wow, that's a mouthful. Mm. Uh, how, how much, much is, is his rise attributed to him having a Benzema and and obviously the world class uh, midfield uh, that's aging, but like obviously still world class between I, and Modric. How much is that there uh, versus like if I'm going to take somebody off the board day one, mm-hmm. it's it's still Mbappe or Holland. Right. Yes. Because they're just mm-hmm. they, they, even without a, a world class setup behind them, uh, I am very confident that they will change a game. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know if I. I mean, Vinicius is rapidly rising there, um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if I, I have the same feeling that he would do that. Tell me if okay. I'm wrong. Uh, what do you think? This season, I do think that Britain okay. because I do think Ancelotti. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he managed to do it, but mentality wise, I think yeah. Vinicius Junior is leveled to a lot of world-class players right now. Sure. And I, I and I think Vinicius knows for himself that Mbappe is going to go to Real. So it was more of a now or never type beat. And 21 years old, it's now or never. And inspired Rodrigo Gosh. So I, I love to see it. And yeah, I think now it's time. It's time. And another player that I want to talk like, just like Vinicius. Yep. It's, he's finally gotten the consistency now. Yes. It's Rafael Leão, okay? Yes. And mm-hmm. Rafael Leão at AC Milan, mm-hmm. the player, I think Ibrahimovic is doing a wonderful job guiding Rafael Leão. You can yep. clearly see he's having an impact with this kid. Mm-hmm. And Rafael Leão, on uh, last Thursday, one goal, one assist. Yep. Today, two assists yep. in 62 minutes, mm-hmm. okay? He's looking different, okay? The yep. runs of Rafael Leão are looking lethal, the finishing is finally going in. Yep. And yeah, I'm hyped about it. And Rafael Yao for sure needs to go to the national team in March. Yeah. We need you, Rafael Yao. Bora, bora. He, oh, that, that has to happen. It has to come. He doesn't have a goal for Portugal yet, right? No, he, but he will. Oh, but I'm sure. And we're playing against the Azuri. Yeah. Bring Rafael Yampa. Bring uh, Rafael Yampa. Yeah, I mean, his uh, a testament to bringing Rafael Liao uh, oh. to that that final, that potential playoff final uh, between Oof. Italy and Portugal. All you needed to see was that run that he made 
and the mm-hmm. power, the pace that that he exhibited against Roma midweek yeah. when that last goal that Did I you see the pass of yeah, the pass yeah. Oh, I mean, like the but, <laughs> but, but, but here's and you're absolutely right with the consistency on layout, right? We've we've liked mm-hmm. him for years, and it, it was tough. Like you know, he was in Liga. Oh, he was he was yeah. trying to find his footing. Okay, but he's got a goal and three assists. You already said this in his last mm-hmm. three Serie A matches. He's got five goals, four assists this year. So pretty, you know, in the league, so pretty even. But more mm-hmm. importantly, when he actually, you know, has a goal involvement in a game, mm-hmm. they have not dropped a point. The Russian area have not dropped a point, which means that they've got nine wins, zero losses and zero draws every time mm-hmm. Leal gets on the score sheet. I mean, that's exactly it. That's yeah. exactly why he's got. This is why and I was going to I was going to lead up to this. Yeah. AC Milan has to extend the contract of Teo Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Ben Acer and Rafael Young, okay? If they get these three players locked up sure. and not have a Genie Donnarumma situation like they did in the past, yeah. they AC Milan is back, okay? With Donali there, I'm finally feeling the vibes that AC Milan coming. And yeah. Rafael Young, hey, yeah, he's, if you lock him up, okay, you can, you can get more than 100 million in the future if it works yeah. out. Well, okay. Teo versus Venezia. I mean, it was funny to see uh, today. Venezia, literally, their Twitter account was like, well, we'd be in this game if it wasn't for Teo Hernandez. We'd be in this game. I mean, he's, he's just been phenomenal uh, and, and has consistently been phenomenal for them. And, hey, you got to think now is the right time to lock these guys up because they yes. are in a Syria a race for the the, um, the Scudetto. And, uh, mm-hmm. and they're looking pretty damn good at actually getting it done. Um, mm-hmm. but Hey, I, I don't, you know, we got to jump back over to league one for a second. Okay? okay. Because another player that has, um, uh, has kind of taken the league league one, right. Taken it mm-hmm. by the scruff of the neck and made it what he wants it to be. Um, mm-hmm. I think this guy, just like Raphael Liao deserves a, a showcasing moment, uh, mm-hmm. versus whether it's Turkey versus, uh, Italy in, in the Euro playoffs, um, for Portugal, Amin Gawiri, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it right now. Amin Gawiri, 21 years old, playing at Nice, former Lyon product, deserves a call up to Les Bleus. Okay. He continues. Ah! Yeah. Okay. And I get it. Oh my God. I, I get what? it. He, he's versatile. Okay. He, he can do a whole lot of things. But uh, just watching him today against uh, Brest, okay, they were a man down. From 20 minutes onwards, thanks to Morgan okay. Schneiderlin. That's a uh, blast from the Everton <laughs> pass. Morgan Schneiderlin. Okay. Uh, but thanks to him getting a red card 20 minutes in, um, they were a man down and Gawiri, you know, scored a goal, had an assist. They end up winning 3 nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had 16 goals, 8 assists last season in League One. And mm-hmm. he's already up to like 9 goals, 5 assists this year. So 25 goals. 13 assists in a season and a half. And you're telling me he can't even get like a, a pity call up to Les Bleus? I get it. There is a <laughs> lot of depth there. But there are, whether it's Nations League games, whether whatever you need to do, get Gawiri mm-hmm. in there. Because guess who else will get him if not? Mm. Algeria. Algeria. <laughs> and um, he would fit really well with them, right? Yeah, he would like, fit very well with them. So I... I, I... I, I'm not going to counter it. I look, I hope yeah. he gets a chance for Le Bleu, but I think Algeria should line themselves because it just makes total sense. And even in Kunku, 
Okay, yeah. I think of Gori. I'm like thinking, I'm out here having struggles for Nkunku to go into that Lebleu team. So yeah. Gori, it's I like tough. him, but at Nice, you're always going to be judged for that. Chua Many maybe is already uh-huh. hard at Monaco. Like, uh, but I, I, I like to take though. Gori deserves the mention and he should be going to a top team, sure. sure. I'll tell you what, so, I mean, I, I'll tell you what, if Algeria had Gouiri in this AFCON, mm-hmm. Oh, they would locked winners. <laughs> Not Senegal, but yeah, for sure. I agree with yeah. you. Ma, they're already good with the wingers, but Mahrez on one side, I mean, Gouri on the other. Yeah. Algeria would be fire. So be. I, I, I'd love to see that. But I, I'm going to mention a player that I mentioned in the past in the Wonder Kids News, and I'm hyped. I just got to say the stats because Cole Palmer yeah. has scored in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. And. He has scored. Uh, this is this is for me is bonkers. Okay, mm-hmm. Cole Palmer has scored in his debut of the Champions League. Has scored in his debut of the FA Cup, mm-hmm. and he scored in his debut of the Carabao Cup, man. Yes, and yes. if there's a player that always scores in the debut, that means he's got something special. Okay, yeah. it's a pattern that keeps on happening, and I do think <clears throat> Cole Palmer is one of the future players at man city that's gonna stay there for sure okay he's he's better than the rest okay he's not average he's a pure a quality quality dribbler okay Mm -hmm. and what i love about him is the creativity and honestly he knows when to take his chances Mm -hmm. so i'm hyped about cole palmer Mm -hmm. and a common pattern about youngsters that play with guardiola Mm -hmm. is tacticians wise they know what they have to do because if you're on the pitch playing with Guardiola, you surely know where you have to go, what you got to do, all your roles, yeah. all ticked. So I'm loving Cole Palmer, and I think he's one of the future. Yeah, so. that, that goal, I know it was against Swindon. Um, no, no offense to Swindon, but uh, <laughs> a, a nice a nice left-footed curler. I'm, I'm here for that any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm with you. I mean, I feel like he's, he is, he's starting to gain Pep's trust. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I'm not going to go as far to say like, hey, they were fine letting Ferran go because they knew they had Cole Palmer to fill uh, some minutes. But I mean, he is getting there in that point, you know, I mean, he's getting there. Um, but I think he's maybe another year or two away. But yeah, he's got he's got like the English scrappiness with mm-hmm. the tactical astuteness of uh, of what Pep needs. Exactly. Right. And, and there's that combination that really does work very well. And uh, and he's a good interview as well. I forget exactly what he said, but he sounded like a caveman saying it. It was like <laughs> next up Premier League or whatever. Next goal Premier. League. I forget what it was. I'm sure somebody in the comment section can uh, uh, we'll make it along to us. But his emergence is, is fun to watch because, you know, you look at how many talents are in that city academy. Mm-hmm. And you, you, it, it's a tough realization to realize like none of them are probably going to make their way through. Okay, it's tough. But it's but tough. Cole Palmer is is rising to the top, and we'll see. We'll see. But you know what I like to counter that is yeah. they may not make it at at, at City, but well, more than like yeah, more than yeah. usual. Like uh, they're going to Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. They Southampton is doing a pretty good job getting the Chelsea youngsters yeah. like Tino Livramento, Armando yeah. Broja. So I think Southampton is the the place. Yeah. To develop all the players that, yeah, not, not flop, but didn't work out with the big clubs. Yeah, so. Ralph Hasenhuddle's come out and said, yeah, give us all your Chelsea players. I don't care. <laughs> you know, we'll take them. We'll give them, we'll give them the opportunity. And Lee Vermento has been exactly. amazing. Exactly. But so Staying in yeah. the FA Cup vein, 
right? Mm -hmm. I, I have a feeling where you're going to go next, but I, I'm going to beat you there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just got to say this. It's, a, it's absolutely amazing. At the same time that Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham was, was equalizing <laughs> for Dortmund in like a crazy comeback win from two zip down. Okay. At mm -hmm. the same time he was equalizing for them, his younger brother, Job, who I believe is a striker, his younger brother, Job, not Jude, uh, was making his Birmingham City debut at 16 years. I believe it's like 107 days old. My days. I love it. And, and I know Birmingham City, I'm, I'm going to speak for them, even though I'm not from Birmingham. Retire the shirt. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> thank, thank God for the Bellingham family for Birmingham City. Okay. That's all I got to say there. But yeah, one absolutely wonderful to see. I mean, slow the brakes on him a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but but his, uh, his, his ascent has started and we'll see um, if all these people are right. Uh, a I've lot seen, of people say Job is better than Jude at his age, but we'll see. I've only seen highlights about Job, but uh, I got to say, though, he's looking promising. Okay, yeah. he is promising. And I do understand already why Dortmund's already monitoring him. Sure. Look, uh, from the highlights, but let's see what's happening. But if he's starting professionally, play, having a debut in the FA Cup at 16, he must have something special. So... Let's see what happens. And we might be saying he scored one or two goals in a couple of weeks' time. Right. So that's how, that's how it's going. But yeah, Jude Bellingham managed to score. He's on the score sheet. And I want to say this about Jude Bellingham. Just a quick clip. Yeah. <laughs> and it has to be said because I think more... Because we all know English players have English fame, English hype, English stocks. We don't know. But what there is hype around English players more than others. Sure. But Jude Bellingham... That is not the case, okay? Jude Bellingham is the real deal. No hype, no whatsoever. There's a reason why he's at Dortmund, and there's going to be a reason why he's going to leave for more than 70 million Dortmund. Guaranteed. And he might be one of the three English youngsters that I can say he's going to be there for the future, for the present, for the future. He's locked. Jude Bellingham. I mean, so, I, I, I got to push back on 70 million. I, I think it's more like... 100 you oh. know I, I, mm. it, it's got to be higher than 70 at some point i mean this this kid is everything right now he's mm. like he's, he's probably the most exciting player at dortmund all right i agree you know? i agree aside uh, well, from holland aside yes. from holland sorry sorry <laughs> i get it no but, but holland just but got for back dortmund, yeah. but for dortmund money money wise jude is more exciting because contract released with holland 60 million Jude is a <laughs> it's a treasure field for for Dortmund man, but a, more than a hundred million. Mm. I mean, if Sancho is facts, <laughs> that's a good mention there. But uh, it's is, still yeah. a midfielder. Yeah, Sancho is yeah. a winger. There yeah. is tax with the forwards. Mm, I don't know, but, but Jude, has gotta, more, I, Jude has more goals than Jaden, I think, uh, recently. You know, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just. I, but <laughs> going back to the opposite, and we're mentioning brothers. We're mentioning here family ties, and I'm gonna end up here in the Wonder Kids news with something special that happened here uh, in in Portugal. Okay, Strill yeah. Porto, the match that I mentioned that Luis Diaz went bold. We have another player. That went bold. And he went bold for the club and for yeah. his father, for sure, which was Francisco Conceição, okay? The son of Sergio Conceição, Porto manager, subbed on in the 87th minute. Yep. He scores in the 89th minute 
managing a 2-0 to 3-2 comeback for FC Porto, man. Yeah. This was a huge dub for Porto. And I th- look, one of the best moments you can see from father and son in, lately in football, man. Because scoring a late winner, coming back from 2-0, my days. Francisco Sessão, Gandamin, Tejmos Parabéns. He's got my, like, congratulations, man. What a moment yeah. for him. Yeah. What a moment for him! Not, not only, not only that, uh, it gives him a three-point, <laughs> it gives him a three-point lead at the top. But uh, it mm-hmm. was it was Diaz's cross, right? Diaz juiced yes. down the wing, uh, sent in a left-footed cross, and uh, mm-hmm. Chico got on the end of it. He goes by, does he go by? Yes, Chico, Chico is like the manera curta de Francisco. short way of saying Francisco. Yes, Chico is so. Cool. Like yeah, he's 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 ver- like he's a lot of people compared him in, in the early stages to Messi, like saying he's Messi esque. Yeah, but truth is, like he's got a proper left foot and the ball sticks to his feet, man. Yeah. So if he gets if he manages to get big body, if he uh, like strong stronger because he's a bit thin, yeah, you can see. But if he gets physically a bit better, like yeah. he's a proper proper baller. Coming, yeah, he's pretty pint sized. He's pretty. Yeah. So, but it, but, but yeah. it can it can work out. I really I think it's one to watch, guys, for sure. sure. He's uh, not well, he's not he's not one of the best at Oliveau. Okay, Fabio okay. Vieira, Vitinha, then I put Chico. Okay, that's I just wanted to put that up. Um. All right. Well, you know, and also who's the other kid? I like uh, João Mario. Um, João Mario, yes. Uh, adapted from winger to uh-huh. fullback now, uh, right back. Yeah. Very good player. I like him cool. too. I like him. Too. Um, well, if you're going to end Wonder Kids in the news on a Portuguese note, I'll end mine on a American note. Okay, <laughs> um, I, I got to just bring this kid up. Okay, James Sands, um, built from the same cloth, New York City FC cloth, as Gio Reyna, as Joe Scally, who's now at a uh, uh, Munchen Gladbach. Mm-hmm. Um, James Sands finally gets his move, and and I gotta. I got to give like a, a shout out to NYCFC because they basically told him when they signed him to a new contract, they basically mm-hmm. told him that we will not stand in your way to move abroad because, you know, uh, MLS is, as we've talked about, embracing that selling culture uh, un- until we get enough eyes on the game here uh, mm-hmm. to bring a lot of money in. We need to sell our players and uh, mm-hmm. expand outward. Anyway, James Sands just won New York City FC's first title. Okay. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he then lands a deal, a transfer. It's an 18 month loan deal with an option to buy to join mm-hmm. Glasgow Rangers. Okay. Um, and, and that's, you know, I can't think of a better first step for him. Um, mm-hmm. But he, hey, he improbably with Miles Robinson won the gold cup with like our B group, uh, won the gold cup against a almost full strength Mexican national team. Um, he's played center back. He's played defensive mid. He's played, you know, all over the place for them. Um, and, uh, he's, it's just fun to see another American head abroad. So James Sands, watch him at Rangers. Um, I'm excited. Uh, it's not quite the same as watching, you know, Chico embrace his dad after scoring an 89th minute goal, (laughs) but James Sands is going to do very, very well in Scotland. I'm very positive in that. He will, he, he will, guys. So if there's any news we missed out, guys, put down below in the comment section below, okay, Wonder Kids news. And we're going to lead up now into a topic in yeah. which we can talk about these Wonder Kids, and it's the breakout stars, okay? Put down below, who do you think, before we mention our breakout stars, okay? Yeah. Put down below, who do you think is going to be the breakout stars of the year, okay, in terms of Wonder Kids? Like- so I'm going to start... By saying a Portuguese kid, which 
I'm hyped about him at Braga, Roger Fernandes. The brother of Joelson Fernandes, and uh, some of our listeners may know, sporting winger right now on loan to mm -hmm. Lai. But going back to Roger, oh my days. Ever <laughs> since I saw Roger staying after the matches to yeah. train at 15, okay, because he didn't go on to the, he didn't play, mm -hmm. he didn't come on, he didn't come on. So he managed to stay and train. That for me is insane mentality at 15, okay? Like and it. I was seeing that and I already knew something was coming. So fast forward three, four months. Mm -hmm. He's now 16. He signed a big contract with Braga when he has Real Madrid, Barca, Bayern. All these, all these clubs had interest with Roger, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's bold itself. But he scores a brace in 20 minutes okay and Roger is he's, he's already got three goal league goals mm -hmm. three league goals and he's 16 okay so yeah, I'm hyped about it three goals and he's got the flair he's got the speed but most importantly he's got the work rate and the he's a workaholic yeah so I gotta mention him guys and watch out Braga wonder kid Roger Fernandes oh, that's that's uh I I just I don't know, man. 16 years old, already scoring three goals. That's pretty, pretty damn impressive. Um, but I, I hope, I hope he gets a whole lot more time and a whole lot more uh, effort spent on him than uh, Jolson Fernandez did. Mm -hmm. He will. Um, now I know he's at Basel now, but I, you know, that's one. Yeah. But uh, Roger, I, I'm excited to to see where he goes. So, all right, my next, my one, my one. He, mm -hmm. he's a little bit older compared to okay. this guy, right? Um, but I got to bring up somebody that. A lot of people have been talking about it's another Chelsea loan. E it's another mm -hmm. Chelsea loan that has worked out, and I honestly feel like um, with the defensive reckoning, potential revolution at Chelsea that's going to happen if they can't hold on to Rudiger, if they can't mm -hmm. hold on to Ozpe, if they can't hold on to Christensen. Okay, you're going to have a place potentially for 18-year-old Levi Colwell. All right. Mm. Um, he has spent, he's been basically one of the leaders on a Huddersfield town team. Okay. Mm -hmm. In the championship. Um, you know, I think it might, you might have to postpone his breakout for a season. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it has been, it really depends on Tuchel and whether or not he really highly rates him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but he can hit, uh, line breaking passes. He can also beat people on the dribble down the wing. In fact, we've seen it. Now we've seen it at the championship level, but we've mm -hmm. seen it. Uh, he's improving immensely one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, his positioning is way ahead of the game at 18 years old. Um, mm -hmm. And he's got physicality. He's, you know, he's growing into his body. I think you're going to wind up seeing him uh, go the route of Ch Chalaba uh, as well and become a pretty big fixture in the Chelsea lineup, especially the back line. So obviously the back line. Um, but you've heard of him, right? Colwell? Yes, yes, and yes, yes. He's been Good probably the best youngster in the English Championship, which is one of the better rated second mm -hmm. divisions on the planet. Um, so the Colwell's my shout. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That's, that's And I'm excited to see how he... This is... It's a big question, too. The two chill. How will yeah. he work out? Yeah. It's, yeah. I like it. Good shout. Okay, I'm going to go with a player that you know more about him than me. Yeah. But I'm hyped to see him in Europe. And that is Julian Alvarez. Okay. Mm -hmm. River play forward. And why am I hyped? Because yeah. Julian Alvarez in the league has 21 games, 18 goals, mm -hmm. and six assists. Mm -hmm. With a 20 million release clause. Yep. 
he's gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna leave. leave. And a top, top, top class finisher has already been selected for Argentina. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got to say, he's a breakout star because he's going to leave this January, okay? And my two mentions, perfect mentions for him to go. I think Porto would mm-hmm. be ideal for, for Julian Alvarez. Yes. And the second mention is Inter. I think Inter, ever since Lukaku had gone, why not fancy? Well, yes. Okay, Zeku's there. Zeku yes. Lautaro. Mm-hmm. But having a, sec, a, 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 a Julian Alvarez coming off the bench yes. with Zeku and with Lautaro, That'd be pretty nice, right? So yeah. uh, I, I think Julian Alvarez is going to break out next season. In, no, this season in Europe. And yeah, guys, yeah, really, the, the, watch out. He's already got his uh, his signature celebration. <laughs> he's he's known as uh, El, El Araña. Uh, excuse my Spanish. El, El Araña. Tom Holland likes him, though. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Tom Holland does. Um, I, I, I like the shot of him going to Porto. I really do think that that's probably the best mm-hmm. next step for him or a league like in Portugal. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, like some of the young strikers that are at Inter, uh, your shout about Inter, um, mm-hmm. they haven't exactly panned out as much as I think Alvarez would I be a step above them in terms of depth. So yeah, I, I, Julian Alvarez to Inter could, could certainly work as a depth. Like I really like the shout of him heading to Porto. I really yeah, do. Gabi um, Gol in the example. Yeah. <laughs> he works out in Brazil. No, he works for a reason. That's, yeah. that's what I got to say. That's what okay. I got to say. But I get you. I get All right. You. All right. Well, my um, my next breakout star is um, somebody we all know. We've been talking about him for, for years now. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this kid has just – he's magic with the ball in his foot. It, it reminds you of like a Ben Arfa um, with that young Ben Arfa. Um, but he's kind of lagging behind in the physicality of the game and getting game mm-hmm. time right now. And I'm going to go with Rayon Cherky. I honestly do believe that 2022 will be the year for Cherky. Um, I think it, it, it really comes down to, to Peter Bosch. It mm-hmm. really comes down. Uh, I really do feel like he is the only one that's holding him back, whether it's for development's sake, whether it's for whatever. I honestly believe Leon needs to embrace the fact, the positives and negatives that come with putting a Cherky on the field. Um, he's capable of changing a game for the good. Uh, and you know, if you can build enough defensive stability around him, he's not going to be a net negative, um, at any point. Um, but there's just too much magic in Cherokee's feet that you, you literally have to have him on the pitch. And I, I, I do believe, I think he's 17 now. Um, come on. I know this is tongue in cheek. I know it's mm-hmm. a video game, but he's one of only, I believe it's like one of 13 in the whole game that have five stars in skill moves. So, you know, come on. Based on that, you gotta play him. Uh, no, I mean, understandably, Char- man. Like, yeah, he's a man. playmaker, dude, and he can get yeah. it done. And I, I really do hope that he gets his chance to shine, like for good and for bad, because he needs mm-hmm. to learn from his mistakes and he needs to be given a place to do it. And you're not gonna send him on loan. So, I agree with you. I agree with Shirky. you. Shirky is the. It needs to happen, man. I'm. I'm sick of saying Shirky. Shirky. It needs to happen finally. But no, no, so hold on, good. hold on. Imagine, imagine Guiri up top. Okay. With, oh. And, and, and Shirky in an Algerian shirt. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Algerian fans would be going extremely bold on that one, man. And yeah. it's sad that. But that's not sad. It's it's what they pick, man. It's it's yeah. they they choose to represent who they want to, but. 
there you go, man. But Shirky and that would be good. That like Shirky would be a type of player you'd compare even with skills with Mahrez, right? In yeah. Terms of like the the groove, the whoa, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I'm gonna hear, gonna say here my last breakout star, and if Red Bull Salzburg are signing up a player and a striker, uh-huh. and they signed him up for four million, you know where I'm leading up, and it's the wonder kid, the yeah. future of Croatia, Hokosimic. Yeah, that is the striker, the future of Croatia. I'm hyped up about him already. When he was 16, playing in the youth league, people were saying, "Oh, watch out on him," yeah. and. Going to Salzburg confirms with all the goals he was he was balling in Croatia. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think he had double digits close oh, yeah. in Croatia. Maybe. But uh, but or leading up to, but going to Salzburg, it's the right move. He's gonna develop crazy, and I'm hyped hyped up about it. And people, watch out, Koko yeah. Simic, striker at Red Bull Salzburg. It, it, it really does say uh, first off for how um unproven he was mm-hmm. in Croatia for them to drop 4 million on him tells you all you need to know about their promise um, and mm-hmm. their expectation uh, of Roko Simic. And it really kind of comes down to the fact like it says something about Salzburg when I'm listing most promising strikers or most promising attackers on the planet, like that are mm-hmm. under the age of 19, like, come on, Kareem Adeyemi, mm-hmm. Benjamin Sesko, right? Or yes. Sesko. And then you have their third choice, essentially, Roko Simic, who's coming up because you know that it's going to be Adeyemi gets the move out of Salzburg. And then, boom, Mm -hmm. Sesko becomes the big man. He's already scoring goals for them. He then moves out of Salzburg. And then Roko Simic, probably in the next six to 12 months, is going to really, uh, you know, start to grow up a a Mm -hmm. whole lot. And he's already a big boy. But, um, yeah, he's he's got good pedigree, if I'm not mistaken. Dario Simic is his dad. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, I'm I'm excited about that one too, and that's a really good shout. Um, all right. Since we're only doing six today, maybe we do this again next week, and we have six mm-hmm. more breakout stars. Yes. Uh, obviously, there's so many to talk about here. I have like Martinelli written down. I got Lozek written down. Mukoko. I've got a bunch of guys. Harvey Elliott stepping back on the field again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I gotta I gotta go Homer here, right? You threw a Portuguese <laughs> one out there. I'm gonna throw an American out. I'm going to say Yunus Musa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Came from the Arsenal Good Academy, one. went um, over to Valencia uh, before it was, you know, uh, fashionable to do so. Right. Um, and, and come on, like he started, he started yesterday against Real Madrid. He can mm-hmm. play in the midfield. He can play um, all over. He can play at the wing, play all over yes. the place. He's still so young. Um, but I, what I love about it, I, and I've had the, privilege to see him play and pick the United States uh, to play for um, when he command, he can command a midfield. He really can. And he's mm-hmm. still 19 years old. If, if that, he might even be 18 still, um, but he's getting game time for Valencia. Uh, and if he doesn't, he's going to land alone somewhere and, and play really well there. But I honestly believe that come uh, once we qualify, once we qualify, I'm going to say it with authority here because maybe it will come to fruition. Once we <laughs> qualify for the 2022 World Cup, um, Eunice Musa and Weston McKinney are going to be two massively break, breaking out stars uh, of World Cup 2022 for the U.S. men's national team. Um, but he just glides. When you see him with the ball, he glides. He can turn a man with just a, a feint. 
Um, I just love it. I, I love watching him. I'm. It's fun. oh the glide. I, I like yeah. when you say the glide. I'm like I love it. I love listening to that. And honestly, I'm surprised that U.S. talents. We're saying this about it, and it's the testament of the good job that you guys are doing. And yeah, I love it. And you're right about the breakout stars. We will mention more, guys. Okay, this is only a starter. And put down in the comment section below. If we mention a player you like, say yes and put down in the comment section below who you like. And yeah, guys, just put who we haven't mentioned. Yeah. So last topic, we, we you guys love this and it's the quick fires, okay? Yeah. And I got a couple of questions I got to do to my mom, Bretton. And my, <laughs> you mind if I start? <laughs> yeah, I'm prepping for, I don't know. Okay, yep, go. Let's do it. Here we okay. go. So my first question is, you're rebuilding from starts. Who'd yeah. you got? Pulisic or Jonathan David? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, this is easy. I'm going to pull my versatility play. Uh, and I'm going to say, because Thomas Tuchel has played Christian Pulisic at right back, at midfielder, at wing, and at striker, the false nine, I go with my man, Captain America, Christian Pulisic. Okay? But, but it's a question, right? It is you a question. Have it. Jonathan David oh. is in ridiculous form. Um, he, uh, I, I don't know. He's, he's really, he's really pulled together for Lille. I'm excited to see what his next move is. I'm excited mm -hmm. for Canada in the future. Uh, nothing against him, but I, I still <laughs> absolutely, if you can find a way to tape uh, Christian Pulisic's hamstrings together so that they never pull apart, I still got to pick Christian over David. Uh, if I'm starting from scratch in a team. Mm. Well, All right. I got okay. one for you. I got one for you. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. This is uh, in honor of AFCON starting. Mm -hmm. Peak Didier Drogba okay. or peak Samuel Eto'o? Hey. Damn. This is hard. <laughs> I'm going Drogba. Yeah. Because for me, Drogba... I Jesus. I'm going Drogba because personally, Drogba had more of an impact in my life. Okay. I'm just right. saying. Yeah. And I think Drogba... Like, he was surpassed. Mo Salah surpassed Drogba in goals in the Premier League. But yeah. that was, like, a couple of weeks ago. So, the testament and the history in the Premier League of Drogba, it's it's huge. But that's a hard... When you put me on the spot, I know. damn! I that. know. I mean, Eto... Oh, Eto... He's won Ooh, African football the year four times. He's done it. Uh, you, you can go the Ronaldo route here, right? When mm -hmm. you do the Ronaldo Messi, you can say he's done it... <laughs> He's done it in different leagues, right? Whereas Messi was True. one club and Drogba was really only Drogba under Mourinho, essentially, for Chelsea. Um, mm. You could but say, he's, oh, he's won AFCON two times mm. with Cameroon. Uh, you know, come on. Drogba had Ivory Coast golden generation with Yaya Torre, Polo Torre, and they, and they didn't. Done, right? Yep. Um, he's won, uh, what, the Champions League three times, right? Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, like Eto, Eto, um, he could do it in different tactics. Uh, there was a, mm -hmm. there was a malleability to Samuel Eto that there wasn't with Dragba, but yeah, if we're talking peak here, mm -hmm. if you're talking that, like you have to put Didier Dragba in or Samuel Eto in to change a game. I'm going Dragba. It's, a, oh, it's so it's hard. A hard one. It's a hard one. So let's go. Another question. Pick okay. your duo. Okay. Jordi, uh, Jordi Alba and Danny Alves or Marcel Carvajal? Oh. Which is your duo? Marce peak? Peak? Peak. Peak. Marcelo, peak. 
and Carvalho. Marcelo Carvalho. and Carvajal Peak. Yes. Better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Carvajal okay. Peak. Yep. Marcelo and Carvalho Peak, definitely. Marcelo was unplayable in his mm. in my opinion. But mm, that's it's a hard one because that, that what makes it so hard for me for in the, comparing these two is yeah. this, there was a special dynamic between Daniel and Messi, sure. and there was a special dynamic between Marcelo and Ronaldo. So even their signature moves for both, yeah. like it was, they, mm, so it's a, yeah, but it's, it's an interesting one. It's so funny because I grew up just loving t- the Tiki Taka Barcelona and Dani Alves was just so instrumental to all that. Yep. And, uh, but Marcelo, I don't know. It was, that's, mm, it's a tough I, one. I've, I already regret my pick. <laughs> uh, there you go. There all right. Go. I got, I got one for you. I got one for you. Uh, Adama Traore. Mm-hmm. Underrated or overrated? You can only pick one, and why? Uh, um, it all depends. Adama Traore overrated or underrated? I'm gonna say overrated because I don't think Adama Traore would would manage to be the guy at Real Madrid or at Barcelona. Okay, I felt like there's a reason why Adama Traore didn't stay at Barcelona. Okay, there's that I, I think I think that speaks it. But dribbling wise, yeah. if if he goes to Tottenham, Adama Traore is gonna mm-hmm. be amazing because Conte is gonna put him in his system. Yeah. If he's in the right system, Adama Traore is lethal. Sure. But yeah, I don't Yeah, can we can we it's... put Adama Traore's body on Usmane Dembele's uh, <laughs> you know? Well, uh, you know, I, I get you, I get where you're going. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That yeah. would be the perfect player. But uh here's my last question. So, prime Coutinho or prime Bruno Fernandes? Oh, I'm new. I'm new to the Bruno Fernandes game, right? Mm-hmm. And all I remember is Liverpool Coutinho, and uh, Liverpool Coutinho, <laughs> in my eyes, could do very little wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So this doesn't really come down to a footballing answer. Um, the, the, the one thing that Bruno has beyond Coutinho <laughs> is is leadership. And you know, and just popping up, More. yeah. So I, I, I'm still going to say, if you're talking prime, um, uh-huh. and again, we're starting from scratch. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Coutinho, still, okay. still. Okay. Um, that prime Bruno was uh, like, let's see, let's see. Okay, it's funny because <laughs> if you ask me, when Bruno was in the, in the midst of like what, like 80 goal involvements a game last year for United <laughs> when he first came over. Obviously, Easy. I'd probably lean towards Bruno at that point Easy. in time because he he really was everywhere um, for mm-hmm. a good period of time. But but I, I it's so far away, so far removed mm-hmm. from Coutinho in a Liverpool shirt, and I still remember being like, "Whoa, you know that that Coutinho for me has to has to." But you know, Bruno did do the improbable with Sporting, so you know, or not the improbable, mm-hmm. but he was so instrumental. Anyway, I'm going to go with Coutinho. I'm sticking there, and I'm going to stop waffling, which I'm really good at. Um, all right go. I, I got a last one for you that's it uh okay. off the top would you rather as a player win afcon or win the copa america copa america yeah because look if i'm winning a, a competition over messi <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you know what i mean like that's that's you. uh that's you know so uh yeah i'm picking over brazil too like that nation is yeah. so yeah i'm gonna i go copa america I okay go copa america. all right so yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 38. Okay, it's in the wraps, guys. I 
Go check out fcwonderkid.com because that's sponsored. sponsored by. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> sponsored by fcwonderkid.com, guys. But seriously, guys, thank you for the support, guys. On TikTok, it's fantastic to see. And now on Twitch, yeah. we've been going bold with the lives on Twitch. But yeah, and, guys, uh, thank we're, you. we're gonna we're gonna release details for Discord and and some other things in the coming days, right? Exactly, exactly. So, guys, stay in tune with the Twitch lives, okay? Because we will inform you about the Discord groups and all that shit chat. Because, yes, we will have Discord of FC Wonder Kid. It's happening. It's in the works. And, yeah, guys, a lot of movements. A lot's happening. And, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed episode 38. Another one in the wraps. And, yeah, I hope you guys go bold at home. <laughs> so long, go. Alex. See you next time. So long. Bro.